following podcast contains references to the consumption of alcohol. If you are not of legal drinking age, please do not consume alcohol. Also, if you are of legal drinking age, please drink responsibly. Ryan and my favorite Twilight character to hate is Edward Cullen. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're different people. (laughs) Um, And my name is Matthew and my favorite Twilight character to hate, which I'm not just randomly pulling from the cast list because Ryan took mine and we're different people, is Tyler Crowley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) And welcome to Rhetorical Magic, a show where we have a drink try to be succinct and also try to be not the same person <laughs> but sometimes not, we, we just utterly fail we're not great at not being the same person <laughs> no the thing is with uh if you can't tell by the way this week we're or yeah this week we're talking about twilight uh, mm-hmm. one of ryan's <laughs> favorite pieces of media <laughs> yes and, and also something that we have never talked about before <laughs> never not once never and not once Matthew has seen it a grand total of one time. I would count it as like three-fourths of a time. Because <laughs> when I saw it, we had drank some and my attention span wasn't great. Oh, man. I was I was being a problematic little shit that night, too, I think. <laughs> like, the one memory I have, this is not going to stay in the podcast, but the one memory I have of it is like spacing out for a while. And then, like, when I spaced back in, I was like, rock hard. And I don't know why I did that. (laughs) Do you remember that? It was like a shot of, like, Edward's abs or something. (laughs) Uh, That's getting cut out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I want want you to tell me when you edit this, because I want to have the moment where you hear yourself say, I remember spacing out, and then when I spaced back in, I was like, rock hard. (laughs) Okay, I'll try to remember to, like, record myself while editing. (laughs) Put that up on our YouTube. (laughs) That just made me think of, like, when they tell Tobias to get a fucking tape recorder (laughs) to hear himself talk. Just the way you phrased that was just beautiful. Um, How how far are we into this episode? (laughs) Five minutes? Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we're talking about Twilight this week. Um, and honestly, as an adult woman, the, God, how old was I when I read it? 12 to 15, probably. I, I feel was like in I, middle, was, I was in middle school when it came out, so. Yeah, when the books came out, I think the last movie came out maybe when I was in high school and I was in that phase where it was cooler to hate Twilight than to like Twilight. Like, Mm -hmm. it was that era, so I never went to go see the last two movies. Um, But now it's full-circled into nostalgia, and I like it again. (laughs) Um, As happens. 
Yes. Um, when it first came out, yeah, we were in middle school when it came out, and I loved it. Absolutely adored it. Thought it was a great series. Um, looking back now, I understand that it is objectively not well-written media, and I get it. I do. Um, <laughs> I still like it for, like, the cheese factor, yes. Before we get too far in, do we want to talk about what we're drinking tonight? Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where we drink. Ryan has drank, and she forgets the order of things. Um, This week, we're drinking uh, apple cider to mimic the apple in the book. (laughs) (laughs) The apple on the cover, and also in that glorious scene (laughs) where they kick an apple. But we'll talk about that later. So, yeah. uh, um, what cider are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a woodchuck hard cider from Vermont. It <laughs> is a tax class 504 or 5041 B6, um, which is the tax class that hard ciders are in. Because I looked it up earlier because I saw that and I was like, what the hell does that mean? They teach... Classes for taxes for beer? What does that the, mean? Uh, I think different alcohols are taxed differently based on what they are. And the oh. class the class for uh, cider is 5041B6. Hmm. Riveting. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a stem cider. It's an off-dry apple cider. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 12 ounces or 355 milliliter, Ooh. which is how much liquid is in the can. Uh, a quick update on my end. Mine is also 355 milliliters, 12 fluid ounces. Um, nice. It is gluten-free. Oh, shit, I didn't even consider the gluten. I think all cider is gluten-free, maybe. This one is also gluten-free. Yep. Uh, it's from Middlebury, Vermont. Um, uh, since 1991, the original crafted to deliver a medium body, sweet apple taste, and clean finish. But Chuck, hard cider. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had never had this brand before, but when I was looking for apple cider, I was like, hey, I want one that's not too sweet because I don't like Right now, I don't like, like, syrupy sweetness. Like, mm-hmm. I need something, like, crisper and not... And this is pretty good. I wouldn't say that it's too sweet. It's still sweet somewhat, but... Yeah. Um, it does the is, job. Is that a hard cider or is it a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of why I like Woodchuck, is it's a little drier than, like, your Angry Orchard. Mm-hmm. I used to, like... Fuck with Ang- Angry Orchard. Angry but Orchard then, makes my teeth feel so fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, it. I got to the point where it's just like, it's a guaranteed hangover. <laughs> but Woodchuck's a little drier. And as we all know, it's a tax class. 5041B6. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I understand that there can't be, like, that many tax classes, but it's so close to, like, non-profit, which is 501C3. Like, I'm confused that they're that close to each other. I feel like they would be on, like, different 
Wait, five oh one one C three three. This is five oh four one. Five oh four one. Okay. Yeah, it's it's five thousand quite a bit away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought it was five oh four B. I didn't hear the one. Yeah. Okay, that's farther away than I thought. Cool. <laughs> But anyway, we're here to talk about the opposite of a C-Corp, Twilight. <laughs> Twilight, um, which really is the charity of movies, if you think about it. Yes. I thought I mean, about it, and yes. <laughs> it gives and gives and gives. Um, <laughs> no. Hold on, Spider Monkey, because we're going for a ride. <laughs> But no, uh, as I was saying earlier, before I realized we needed to do the bookkeeping part of our podcast, <laughs> the consistent part of our podcast, um, Twilight is not good, and I understand that, but mm-hmm. it falls under the category of so bad it's good to me now. Um, I'm the only one in my family who is willing to admit that they enjoy watching it. Um, I have <laughs> recently... <laughs> been made aware that like once a month <laughs> ABC or sorry Freeform does Twilight Weekend <laughs> where they play all the Twilight movies Makes and sense. I have me <laughs> I an adult 25 year old woman have me my family members suffer through all five Twilight movies <laughs> mm-hmm. um because it's just, it's just one of those, like, it's so cheesy, it's so melodramatic. Um, it's just fun to watch. It really is. Um, I have seen it many times now, but I would love to hear your thoughts on somebody who has seen it kind of one time. <laughs> um, from what I remember, <laughs> it was fine for what it is. <laughs> There is a lot more baseball than what I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. Baseball is a very big plot point. It's not um, a very big plot point. Just stuff happens while they play baseball. <laughs> her stepdad's a baseball player, and that's why she moves to Forks. Oh, yeah. So I would say it's the whole plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um... I remember thinking that her dad was Bill Hader, but he's not. Not even close. They don't even look that similar. They do when you've had a couple drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, one is, okay, so was the book Stephanie Meyer's first book or had she already been published? I believe that was her know? first book. I believe that was her breakout. Okay. So I'm I'm willing to give an author some like leeway on their first book. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's early in their career. They they haven't necessarily established their voice. They haven't necessarily got the grasp of plot or characters. <laughs> um but I, having not read the books, but just seen the movie, 
I feel like a lot of the problems with the movie are holdovers from it being a first-time author book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, like I said, it's fine for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to be diplomatic, like the mediator I am. <laughs> um, you know, not everything can be Citizen Kane, but also not everything is Battlefield Earth. So, I sometimes movies right in the middle of that am gonna spectrum that I just created. <laughs> make a hot take and say that Twilight is better than Citizen Kane. <laughs> I have only seen one of those, so I cannot agree or disagree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah. I also read that the script was written... Like right before the writer strike in 2007, 2008. So I'm wondering if maybe they didn't have a whole long time to polish up the script. Mm. So that might also be... Because, I mean, it's it's also the first installment in a franchise. So it's got to set up a lot of stuff. And it doesn't have a very long runtime. Well, I guess it's got two... It's two hours. It has a long, long runtime. But, um... <laughs> I mean, there's only so much that you can, there's only so much exposition you can jam into two hours while still telling a story. So yeah, I feel like I've gone on way too long. Um, how do you feel about it? I think you already said that. I don't know where we are. (laughs) No, I, Um, no, and, but the writing aspect of it that you talked about, I see... It blows my mind that you were not more into this book because I feel like both of my sisters were into it. So I'm surprised that your sister didn't make you watch this kind of stuff. Uh, she read the books, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. My mom liked the movies <laughs> um, for some reason. And then... Uh, I know why your mom liked the movies. Don't. Don't. We're not going there. No, 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 no. It's it's like oh. a. It's not. Oh, because we're we're also not going there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, middle school is a rough time <laughs> to where you have a bunch of shitty opinions and you don't realize it. So, uh, I think my. The extent of my opinion on Twilight was that's for girls, mm. and therefore I'm not into it. Okay. And then I went to read Aragon, <laughs> 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 the shitty boy equivalent to Twilight. Um. Yeah, I could see that. No, oh, yeah. um, I've read a lot of like surprise, surprise feminist critiques on Twilight. Um. Positive and negative. Um, mm-hmm. I read a really interesting one, and I don't remember author, but their main takeaway was that culturally Twilight was important, and it speaks more to how us as a culture kind of tries to placate anything that teenage girls are interested in as silly and unimportant. 
mm-hmm. when that's not necessarily like one it's not fair like it's the demographic that the book was written for so why wouldn't they like it mm-hmm. and why is it a bad thing that they like it um but also looking at it as like a what is it actually teaching little girls because i know a lot of critiques about it are like this relationship is unhealthy there's a lot of red flags that it kind of tells you like but you should ignore that for the idea of love and i understand those critiques i really do Mm -hmm. um but i feel like that was kind of just the norm for young adult fiction aimed at teenage girls Mm -hmm. at the time um which, I mean, um, isn't great. Like, we shouldn't be advocating that it's okay to look past flaws because you think you're in love with somebody. But I also don't give Stephanie Meyer the benefit of the doubt that she thought that much into it. I think she just thought she was... She thought she was doing something, but she wasn't really doing much. Yeah. Um. Again, not having read the book, the like, the... The impression I get is that it it wasn't necessarily, like, she didn't really necessarily think about what she was saying with it. Mm-hmm. She was just telling the story. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, look at, if you look at the actual, like, base storyline, it's, like, the overarching, it's just any other love, like, like it's love Romeo triangle. and Juliet. Mm-hmm. It really like sparkly vampires and a wolf man. But I mean, but even in that aspect of like Bella has to die for their love to be true, kind of a thing. Like it, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's been told a thousand times. It'll be told a thousand more. But I think looking at it beyond she knew what she was doing is kind of silly, especially in the first book because, like you said, she's not established as an author. She hasn't defined her voice. She hasn't. Um, I haven't read much outside of Twilight, what Stephanie Myers has written. I know that she wrote... So you haven't read The Host? <laughs> I have not. Um, I also haven't read her newest release, Midnight Sun, which is Twilight from Edward's perspective. Yes, I was about to say, I think that counts as Twilight, though. Um, like, it's in, the, it's in the canon. But I know a lot of people who say that The Host is really, like, it's actually a really good piece of fiction. I haven't read it. I personally don't. I don't love reading young adult books right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I think that I need to move past it as far as like what I am. Consuming. Yeah, it's not bad, but it kind of like stunts reading ability if that's all I continue to read. So mm-hmm. I try to read things that are maybe written more towards my age group and not high school people. Yeah. I will say, though, I feel like there's there's a stigma on young adult fiction that isn't necessarily earned. Mm-hmm. In that I feel like it's looked down a lot on and like because i will say uh twilight i think might be like a a good entry point into like fantasy and stuff yeah but it gets it gets sort of maligned as like oh this is just young adult oh this is just girl fiction 
but I think uh, I, I've heard that like it kind of opened up fantasy to like young girls who and, usually wouldn't have gotten into fantasy. Yeah, which is a really cool thing that it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I can see that. I definitely can. Um. And again, and I don't, I wasn't trying to like bash young adult fiction. No, it was just me personally as a reader. I think that I need to be moving away from that and look for genres that are geared more towards people my age. Um, like Dostoevsky. No. And Tolstoy. <laughs> um, no. Um, I also. There was another critique I was going to talk about, and I don't remember what it was. Uh, something about uh, feminism. Letting girls, but no, I and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, you should just let people like things. Like, let girls enjoy fiction, and if that is their first dip into fantasy because it was mainstream and popular like that's good because it's opening up a genre that they didn't think about before mm-hmm. um i think that's rad yeah and a, a lot of the time uh if you want to get into like a genre of something mm-hmm. a lot of times you have to have like something that sort of frames it in a way you're familiar with before you can actually like get into it yeah so it's a nice little gateway and i feel like uh at the time, uh, it getting shit on kind of, kind of turn people away. Turn yeah, turn people away, f- like turn young girls away from Twilight because they had like this like kind of toxic vomiting on by like quote unquote real fantasy fans. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing we were talking earlier about why your mom liked it and like I know I don't know your mother but I we've discussed a little bit about but Twilight very much is it's written by a Mormon woman and as one of my professors lovingly puts it Twilight is abstinence porn mm-hmm. um, it focuses really hard and heavy on like waiting until marriage to make big decisions sexually um it also it it uh it champions christian values yeah i that would be a, a decent way yeah. to put it um but it talks about sex in a very specific way that appeals to middle-aged women with young children <laughs> with at the time when it came out you were younger mm-hmm. um because yeah. it it was a fantasy book geared towards kids that didn't have to do deal with like losing your virginity before marriage or in high school um she was out of high school and married when they had sex for the first time in the book and and broke that bed <laughs> they broke a bed <laughs> thanks so hard they broke that bed um but no so i can i can see why parents at the time were like this is pretty good like and it mm-hmm. also like the waiting aspect came from the guy, which I think retrospectively, like taking the author away from it is smart because I feel like there's a stronger push for virginity is a construct and it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Let's preface that real quick. 
um, if sex is important to you and it's something that you want to wait for, like, it's, it's up to the person themselves to decide how to handle their own sexuality. Um, don't pull it from a book. But the desire to wait came from, God, the more I think of this book, it's creepy. Because <laughs> he's very, he's so much older than her. <laughs> but the desire to wait came from the guy more than the girl. So I think that, like, that aspect is interesting because it allowed people who hold the concept of virginity in high regard to take a step back and be like, these characters are obviously waiting because they've talked about it. Maybe we could, too. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but... <laughs> Virginia's the construct. I understand why Christian moms liked the book. <laughs> yeah. And kind of uh, building on that, mm-hmm. having the guy be the one that wants to wait, to me, seems kind of like it turns a trope on its head. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Because, at least in my perception of popular culture, it's men are the ones who are the horn dogs. Mm-hmm. So having a male character be the one that wants to wait, kind of. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this either. <laughs> Twilight. So do we want to talk about the movies? Now that we have... Yeah, now that we've gotten the philosophical debate out of the way, <laughs> do we want to talk about the movies? Oh, oh, real quick, I thought of a fun game earlier, uh-huh. and it's called Which of the Twilight Movies Has the Best Rating on IMDb? <laughs> yes, I want to play this game. So, yep. Uh, you're going to tell me, out of the five Twilight movies, which one do you think has the highest star count on IMDb.com? Can I know the range of stars? What's the highest uh, and what's the lowest? It's one to ten, I believe. Yeah, one to ten. Or I guess technically zero to ten. Okay, but no, I mean, like, is it like a close range? Oh, like, yeah, like, which movie has uh, the highest like, and which movie has... What's the highest number and what's the lowest number? So it's not that big of a range. Okay. The lowest has 4.7. That's... And the highest has 5.5. Out of ten? Yeah. Why is there rating out of ten? I feel like stars it's one to five <laughs> i don't know 4.4 4 to 5 point what 5.5 5. 5. 5.5 okay so they range from eh to eh. <laughs> <laughs> so who do i think has the 5.5 5? i'm going mm-hmm. to say breaking dawn part one because there's banging in it and people like banging <laughs> oh you're so close it's Breaking Dawn Part 2. Really? Yes. Apparently. But the that, baby's that ending, in that one. That, apparently that ending is real good, according to the users of IMDb. Oh, man. Um, I thought that one was going to be on the lower end of the spectrum. Is the... Do you want, is do you want to guess? New Moon the lowest? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's that 4.7. It's because um, Edward's not in it as much, and Edward was a cultural phenomenon. That I totally um, played into when I was younger. I loved Edward so much. Um, what do you think this one was? Twilight, the first one? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it probably got a uh, 5.1. 5.2. Oh! Surprisingly, it's the second best rated one. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Stylistically, it's there. Um, and then, do you want to guess what Eclipse and Breaking Dawn Part 1 are? Um, I'm gonna say Eclipse was 4.9. It's a 5. It's... Like that beautiful middle middle part of the road. Okay. And then breaking down part one, I'm gonna say that it got wait, the first one got the second highest. And it's five point two. So I'm gonna say that one got five point one. It got four point nine. It, it is the second worst one according wow. to the users of IMDB. <laughs> wow, I would have thought the users the, the users of IMDB do not like banging. But they love babies. <laughs> <laughs> but that baby is terrible. have you seen that baby? No? Oh my god. Is it worse or better than the Allie McBeal baby? It's kind of on <laughs> par with the Allie McBeal baby. Like, I, I think CGI um, has advanced enough to where, like, it's technically better, but not by a lot. Google the Twilight baby. <laughs> I'm looking through the photos on Her name IMDb. is Renesme. I hate that. Is it because Renee and Esme? Yep. Yep. Renesme Carlisle. Is this a real baby? No, Renesmee Carly. Is this a real baby? The body, yes. The face is all CGI'd. Look at, like, look at it progressing. Like, when it's, like, a... When it's, like, two days old, I think is when it's, like, it's creepiest. Because it ages um, really quick. Like, it ages from, like, hour to hour. So, they like, didn't want to get a bunch of actresses. Uh... Is is this yeah. the baby? Yeah. Yeah, that is something. That's only like that a week an adult. later. <laughs> <laughs> That's an adult face. That's like in the Scarlet Letter whenever the, the child speaks like a 40-year-old. Yeah. But like in the face. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this... Is the child... Wait, so... I'm so confused. Did they just like superimpose... Did they cast the oldest child and then just superimpose her face back through onto the children? I think so. I'm so confused. I... Why did they CGI the face? <laughs> Buddy, I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> a decision maker for Twilight, but we all lived with it. <laughs> and I guess that that also isn't in the movie. So in, what, five years we can talk about yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, we're just talking about the first one today. Yeah. Um... Oh. What? Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Who is this child? I feel like I've seen her in something. She's in The Conjuring. That makes sense. She is a terrifying child. Oh, she's in The Nutcracker in The Four Realms. That bad live-action Disney movie. Oh, I never saw that. Should we watch that? I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Just looking at the... (laughs) Apparently... it's as good as the best Twilight movie. Hey. <laughs> according to the users of IMDb, so. Um. Um. But yeah, we digress. Yes. Oh, speaking of digressions, do you remember a separate piece? That book was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, our English teacher having us watch. Dead Poets Society. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was good. 
English, it was the books we better the English in English the books we read were bad, but the movies we watched were good. <laughs> I would say that the movies we watched were better than the books we read, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that they were great. She also let my class watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I was so mad, even though it even though it didn't really like fit into anything we were doing. So she gave my class a choice between Monty Python and the Holy Grail and a Princess Bride, and my class picked Monty Python, and I was so mad. Because <laughs> a Princess Bride is so much better. Yeah. It is, but... <laughs> you know, it it is also better than reading The Scarlet Letter. That's so. fair. <laughs> um... But yes, this movie, back to, which is what we're talking about today. Back to Twilight. Um, Twilight. Stylistically, I loved the first movie. Um, it had a color theme and they stuck to it, buddy. <laughs> they did not let it vary. I feel like that was a big thing in the early 2000s, though. It was like, either your movie was orange, green, or blue, and you just kind of stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> um... I also feel like it had a lot of, like, really iconic moments. One of the best things I think that the movie did was it hired actual Native actors to play Native characters. hmm I think that that is crucial and something that Hollywood is missing out on a lot of the times. Um, we have had white women play Asian characters. We have white... We have had white women play um, Native... Hawaiian characters. Hawaiian characters. Um, we have had white men play um, Egyptian characters. Um, John Wayne played Genghis Khan one time. Yeah, I mean, like, we have... There have been a lot of big oofs as far as, like, casting people to play their actual historical identity. And I think that mm-hmm. Twilight was smart to step out of that mold and i feel like they did it in a time before people were actively talking about it too because i feel like now anytime somebody does it people are like hey maybe you shouldn't play an asian woman and the actor's like oops should have thought of that And then they play... I have no clue who you're talking about. And then they play a different character that is not white. And it's just like, okay, you obviously aren't learning any lessons here. I get it. But that paycheck is so good. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just... Whatever. It's fine. Um, But I think that's really good. That's something... That's a really positive thing that they did. Um, What else? Uh, Anna Kendrick's there. Yeah. Um. For some reason. I mean. Susie Crabgrass is there for some reason. Oh my god, she was in that, was that Ned's Declassified? Yeah. Um. Coconut Head is there. Cookie's there. Moses is there. Wait, no. (laughs) At first I was like, oh my god, is he really? Like, I don't remember him. (laughs) He played Edward. (laughs) They actually, they also, like, I feel like when that came out, like, the characters were at least, like, within a couple years of being teenagers. And not, like... Rob, uh, was Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson is the exception. Like, the, the vampires, I would say, no. 
But they were so like. <laughs> I mean, if you their cast, I mean, it's a adult that's supposed to look like a teenager. So yeah, I mean, and that's like yeah. I feel like that the vampires are like the one area where like okay, no, this kind of makes sense. How old was Robert Pattinson when that was filmed? How old was? Speaking of Robert Pattinson, are you excited for Batman? Yes. I am... He's 34 right now. Um, he was 22 when he was filming Twilight. 22! Um, so... But Kristen Stewart Batman. was only 17, I think. Uh-oh. Let me... Um, but I hope that the new Batman leans into the de- detective aspect... Because I feel like all the Batman movies so far haven't really been detective stories. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, he's the world's best detective. Quote, unquote. And I hope that the Riddler means that they're going to do detective stories. But I don't know. Yeah. That would be neat. Um, Kristen Stewart was 18 when they filmed the first Twilight movie. Better than 17. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is better than 17. Um, but yeah, um, it is a very blue movie. Yeah, but I mean, I like that they like take the color and stuck with it. Like it just, it worked because it it had Mm -hmm. like, it just set the tone really well. It was like, this is going to be moody and dramatic and like faux dark and you're going to, you're going to enjoy the ride. Buckle in, Edge Lords. We're going for a trip. <laughs> um, another positive aspect is the soundtrack. Yes, yes. Soundtrack is pretty bomb. I don't remember if this is the one that has that Bonavera Saint Vincent song in it, but one of them has a Bonavera Saint Vincent song, and it is very good. Um, there's a good Paramore song. Yeah, no, the soundtracks are bomb. They did a great job. Um, I want to say, let's save that because that could be a fun game. Is what out or which Twilight soundtrack was this song in? Don't okay, don't I, look it up. I, I just looked it up, but I didn't actually like take in what it was because you were saying that as i was looking it up so i closed it okay before i actually like processed any information i think i saw the paramore song but i already knew that was on that one yeah okay the the soundtrack also is i think a fun time capsule of who is popular at the moment <laughs> for sure um okay so yeah i okay. found it which which twilight soundtrack had bonnevere and saint vincent I don't know why, but I'm going to say New Moon. Yes, it is New Moon. You read it. <laughs> okay. No, I looked up Twilight soundtrack. Okay. So it showed me what was on the first soundtrack. Okay. I think because I've played it on YouTube before and the cover is New Moon. Yeah. Or it's like that weird beige picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for some reason, New Moon means beige. <laughs> um. Do you want to... 
pick another song for me to try to yes yes um i know decode is from twilight so don't pick that i won't pick decode which soundtrack has which twilight soundtrack is the forgotten by green day on why is green day on? the forgotten by green day yeah because it was a fan of or fans of emo music like green day so they were like let's throw them on there so green day which what's the song called again it's not gonna help me but <laughs> the forgotten the forgotten the forgotten by green day is on oh breaking dawn seems like it is too late to have green day on it but your face is making me think it's one of them (laughs) breaking dawn part one it was on breaking dawn part two oh so close that is way too late when did that movie come out that's too late. 2000, I'm pretty for... sure it came out in 2013. Okay, last one. Uh, which soundtrack had Flightless Bird, American Mouth by Iron and Wine? Oh, Iron and Wine. Uh-huh. Iron and Wine. Um, I feel like Iron and Wine is one of those like musical projects that has been around a lot longer than I think it has. Mm-hmm. So that's going to throw me off a little bit. Um, I'm going to say it was on Eclipse. No. Oh, God it damn was, it. Is it Twilight? Yeah, it was quintessential first oh. Twilight. It was the prom See? scene. Oh, when they... When they're dancing under oh, the gazebo. dancing under the gazebo. Oh. Matthew. Yeah, it... it it threw me off because I was like, there's no way that Iron and Wine were around when the first movie came out. In 2008. In 2008. Well, I, yeah, I guess that also isn't as like early as I thought it was. I thought it was like 2003, but that doesn't make sense. I would have been in third No, grade. Twilight, <laughs> the books, came out in 2005. The first book came out in 2005. Okay. Well, yeah, and I knew that it came out in 2008 because earlier I said that it was written during the writer's strike. Of- <laughs> 2007, 2008. Gosh dang it, Matthew. Use your brain. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love Twilight. I also I also don't really remember that prom scene very well, except for them dancing in the gazebo and just thinking, why are they dancing in a gazebo at prom? Because it's prom. When else do Who you dance a in a gazebo? At prom? Pretty much any other school but ours. We had a grotto <laughs> and nobody danced in it at prom. No, I, um, oh, that was so good. The one thing I didn't like about Twilight is that they didn't keep the actors that played Victoria in the first movie. They switched actresses. Yeah, I saw that. The, did they? It's Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that they recast her as, and I'm like, why did? What? Why? What happened? <laughs> I don't know, but I because I never looked into it. But I remember being like, no, I liked the first Victoria. She had like that like feral kind of aesthetic. Like, it just worked. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, when I think of Farrell, I don't really think of Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> I think of that bad Spider-Man movie where he does the jazz dancing and he's emo. <laughs> we should watch that. We can. 
<laughs> Do you want me to put it down for February 10th? <laughs> yes, because nothing says Valentine's Month <laughs> like the third Spider-Man movie. Love is a big theme in that movie. Yeah, you're not I wrong. I think, if I remember right. You heard it That here. and also Aliens. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We're gonna <laughs> watch Spider-Man 3 in February. Um... I, it's in the it's in the master list, so we're doing it. <laughs> what should we talk about about Twilight? <laughs> uh, what shouldn't we talk about about Twilight? Who is your favorite character? Like your actual favorite character, not the one that you like to hate the most. Also, why do you hate Edward, even though you picked Tyler something? I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just who I picked in the moment. Um, because I feel like. We all know Edward's not the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so you're team Jacob? I'm team... Bella doesn't she need moves... a man. She... Yeah, I'm team Bella doesn't need a man. She should move to Manhattan and become a baseball writer. <laughs> um... And that's a nice segue into my fan fiction about Bella meeting uh, your, Mark McGuire. Oh, I was going to say your Twilight then, Sex in the City crossover. <laughs> oh, no. Universe. Well, we can talk about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she moves to New York and meets Samantha. And, uh, and that's Mr. how Kristen Big is there. Stewart is born. <laughs> Okay, wait. Is she in the Sex in the City movie? Kristen Stewart? No. No. Yeah, I feel like she is. No. We're going to look this up. IMDb. To the rescue. Somebody weird is in one of those movies. Sex and the City. Kim Cattrall. Candace Bergen. Um... Do, do 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 dead air doodly do 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 the only connection twilight and sex in the city have is that they that kristen stewart and sarah jessica parker both worked with john corbett i don't know who that is do i know who that is i don't know i don't think i know who that is um miley cyrus is in the second one is that the As is, is that the person penelope cruz Maybe. Oh, John Corbett. I know who that is. I just saw his face. Um, I think... I don't know who the person is that I was thinking of. None of these names sound familiar. <laughs> Ron White. The comedian Ron White, also known as Tater Salad, is in it. Oh, man. For some reason. <laughs> Liza Minnelli's in the second one. I love Liza Minnelli. So we fostered some chickens for a brief period of time because some of my parents' friends were moving... And they have these, I think they're called, like, Polish crested chickens. And they have, mm -hmm. like, a crazy little poof on top of their head. Like, you can't really see their eyes because it just, like, over their head. Mm -hmm. Fountains for people listening to this audio format. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we called them Liza Minnelli chickens just because it had, like, that, that similar, that yeah, like, that big kind of poofy out of nowhere hair. It was great. I loved them. Um, 
how did we get on Sex and the City 2? Because uh, you're going to write fan fiction. Oh, yeah, my, fa- fa- my fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, going to write. <laughs> I haven't written it. Haven't written it yet. Hey, fan fiction can get people book deals. Just look at Fifty Spe- Shades of Grey. Specifically Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Baseball, Twilight. Uh, Charlie. We can talk about the dad. And how he's the best character in all the Twilight movies. Although, isn't there a point where, like, a creepy guy hits on Bella and he's fine with it? A creepy guy hits on Bella. At the, they're eating, like, pie or something and some creepy old guy comes up? No, he wasn't, okay, that wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't hitting on his daughter. That was like, so the town of Fork, <laughs> like Bella lived there when she was younger and then moved away when her parents divorced and lived with her mom and would go visit during like some summers. But then that kind of started petering off in her early teenage life. So they hadn't seen her since she was young. That was him just coming up and being like, do you remember me? Like, I played Santa, like, every year. And she was like, yeah. It was just awkward because that's just how it's written. Like, it's just awkward. But he wasn't hitting on her. It was just like, I haven't seen you since you were little. Look at you all grown up, Skipper. Skipper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's not how I read it, but. Um. No, Um, Charlie is, like, the best character Cause he's just like the very much like, I don't know. I feel like in teen movies, like the parents usually get portrayed as like stupid or don't understand. But Charlie was just portrayed as like a dad who really loves his daughter (laughs) and like wants Mm -hmm. what's best for her. Even if that means maybe not dating this vampire. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not to spoil anything, Mm -hmm. but is there a scene in Breaking Dawn, I'm assuming part one, where they're at the wedding and he's there hanging out with some vampires and it's real awkward and he's just like, so, vampires, huh? I mean, he doesn't know that they're vampires until Breaking Dawn part two, so no. He does make fun of, like, so, like, in How does he not know they're vampires? Has he seen the way they dress? <laughs> <laughs> they all dress normally. Like, they kept up with... In my mind, everybody wears capes. <laughs> <laughs> I must have just been, like, adding capes to everybody (laughs) who was a vampire in my mind. Because, like, if I picture, like, Edward's dad, he's wearing a cape. Like, he's a doctor, but he's wearing a cape. (laughs) Dakota Fanning wears a cape, right? Yeah, but she's not, like, she she does not, like, mixed in with the the -the run-of-the-mill society vampires. She's, like, an Illuminati vampire or whatever they're called. Volturi, but yes. Yeah. Charlie, man. What a... What a good what dad. What a dad. I wish he was my dad. So do you want to... We're coming up on an hour-ish. This might just be a shorter ep. Yeah. Um. How would you... Do you want to do... Or... No, go ahead. I was going to say, do you want to do like we did with Mr. Bean and rate it amongst... One, vampire movies, and then two, baseball movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very much so. Okay. 
Okay, so I think we need to establish a scale first. Yes. So on best vampire movie and worst vampire movie. Best vampire movie is what we do in the shadows. Uh, can we call the TV the best vampire movie? Sure. The TV show. Sure. Because <laughs> the movie is not as good as the TV series. Okay. Yes. So the best okay. vampire movie is the TV series. It's the TV series. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Okay. The worst vampire movie is Benicula. Hard disagree. <laughs> that was a big part of my childhood. <laughs> How dare you? I'm leaving the chat. <laughs> okay, then you pick the worst. Hey, come back here. We have a... <laughs> I'm back because I'm a mediator. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you picked um, the worst vampire movie then. I picked the best. Okay, so the best is the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. The worst is Interview with a Vampire. Okay. I've never seen it, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> um, and for baseball, the best baseball movie is Space Jam. Mm-hmm. And the worst baseball movie is... The Rookie. I was going to say, the only movie that's coming to my name that's anyway sports-related is Rudy. <laughs> but but there's that uplifting scene where they all yell, Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. And then it gets eaten by a demodog. We'll do yours. <laughs> what was yours? The Rookie. Okay. The Dennis Quaid, Angus T. Jones vehicle? Yes. Okay. So from Space Jam to... The Rookie. Rookie. I'm going to give Twilight as a baseball movie. It's it's next level Space Jam. I mean, it goes Space Jam, Twilight, just right there. It's so good. It's like the... It's honestly, it's a contender for the best baseball movie. So, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. baseball movies. When we think of baseball <laughs> movies, what do we think of? We think of Moneyball. We think of The Natural. We think of The Rookie. Twilight is right under the Moneyball, but just above The Natural. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think Twilight is better than Moneyball. <laughs> I... Th- I this is going to be a controversial statement, and I don't know if our friendship will be able to sustain this, but Moneyball has the better soundtrack. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's all This Will Destroy You songs. Have you ever heard those songs? They make me cry when I'm drinking and looking at my yearbooks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As far as vampire movies, how would you rank Twilight? Um... I would give it about a 5.2. <laughs> I would give it nine and a half fangs. Mm. If we're going, if we're. Of which there are zero in Twilight. There are no fangs in Twilight. If we're going the fangs rule, that might change some things. Uh huh. 
Let me okay. let me convert stars to fangs in my head real quick. Um, okay. Seven point three. Oh, man. Okay. You're a tough critic, but I mm-hmm. get it. Just call me call me Roger Ebert because I'm a tough critic. all righty you want to close this out tonight sure uh this has been rhetorical magic cocktail hour we kind of talked about twilight (laughs) in a in an existential way we did um if you would like to Follow us on our social medias. It's at Rhetorical Magic on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're trying to do more with that, but we will see if we do. Um, if you want to follow me personally, my handle is RMCHMatthew on Twitter and RMCHMatt on Instagram. Um, I don't tweet much. I tweeted a cryptogram to try to solve that. It will lead <laughs> you to the next stage of the treasure. Um, and yeah, what are your handles, Ryan? Uh, at Twitter, on Twitter, I'm at <laughs> I'm at Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, I'm at Queer Mothra. And then on Instagram, I am at Ryan Carolyn. Two N's, and then Carolyn is Carol Y-N. Yep. And, um... As we say at the end... At the end of every episode... Clink! Clink! We did it. Kind of. Twilight. That also sounded really good on my end. (laughs) That sounded really bad on my end. It's fine. Somewhere in there you get the equilibrium. (laughs) Oh, I don't know why when you said that it reminded me of somewhere that's green. (laughs) From Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) Fun fact. Fun fact. That's the play we did when I was a freshman in high school. And also fun fact, I still remember all the songs.